Hi everyone, it's Jack here from Esports Live. Sorry to crash the podcast. A quick thank you to you all for all your support so far. We hope you like what you're hearing, even if our advice is absolute nonsense. Make sure you subscribe to our video cast on YouTube and Twitch channels, as well as follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or if you prefer the podcast, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Search Esports Live now on any of the platforms to get involved. We've got some exciting things happening in the background. Get ready for the Euros and the Fantasy Premier League season 21-22. Get involved now, don't miss out and enjoy the podcast. Fancy managers, welcome back to the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fancy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. A full complement of four today as we preview Game Week 28 and review the Game Week that was Game Week 27. But welcome back. As I say, on the agenda, Manchester turns red for 90 minutes as Manchester City are beaten finally 2-0 at home after goals from Luke Shaw and Bruno Fernandes. Liverpool falter again at home as Fulham get a crucial win in the avoid in the in their pursuit, rather, to avoid the bottom three. And the most boring game of the season goes to West Bromwich Albion and Newcastle, which, Elliot, you made me sit through, my right-hand man, on this podcast. Elliot, how are you, mate? Yeah, no matter how bad that game was, I can still think that Newcastle Chef United probably takes the gold medal for worst game of the season for me, mate. I think that was still a bit more boring for me. So uh, I'm not sure if I completely agree with that one, but it's it's definitely up there, mate. It's definitely up there. And and the game you mentioned, Newcastle Sheffield United, I watched that one with you as well. So how good a mate am I, pal? Honestly, honestly, mate, I swear to God, the amount of games sure I've had to watch, the amount of games I've had to watch this season from Newcastle, they're just not not it to be honest. But um, obviously we are back. We've got another Peely's puzzler for you. So if you can get this one, that would be pretty uh, pretty limbs as well. We've got John Stones was the answer to last week. If any of you got that, fair play. And we're on to this one now. So I started my career at Lech Poznan in Poland and I moved to my current Premier League club in 2017 and I've made 91 Premier League appearances so far. So the first two clues and the next two will be coming midway through the podcast. So now to introduce our guests for the week then. We'll bring those in now and then we'll go back and look back at game week 27 with a bit of an abbreviated look this time instead of going through all the results will just go through a few games, and I would like to start with a man who's turned from gone from Steve Bruce to prime Pep Guardiola in about a week. It's Jack Gillibrand from Esports Live. How are you, mate? I'm good, Ollie. That is the best intro you've ever given me, so I'll take that, and it's good to be back. Definitely is. You've had a smashing week this week, mate. Done well this week, to be fair. Hit the uh, you know 109 points, took a four point hit, but over the uh, you've got the three digits. Centurion finally. Raising the bat for once this season. Maybe you can get another one in before the end of the season. Now, on to our next guest. We've got the guru himself. Got a five-star review midweek, so that head might have got slightly bit bigger as he just takes that one all in, but he's done great work all season. And it's nice to see it recognised, Matt. Yeah, no, awesome review. And uh, look, couldn't do it without uh, you boys as well and, uh, and the good work you put in. Um, but look, good week uh, for fantasy for me and uh, some good results for Spurs. And it's great to see Jack as well hit the uh, triple numbers there with uh, over 100 points. And I think that night out we had a few weeks ago has finally paid off. So well done, Jack. <laughs> hey, hey he's, he's done well. Oh, thank he's you, done well. Guru. <laughs> so over to the host from last week, Elliot, while I was That's uh, me. Was That's away. me. Done, lads. Yeah, I mean, that's your, one for the, uh, that's your one for the season, I'd assume. But... Um, over to the host from last week, Elliot, obviously hosted in my absence. You did a fairly good job. And uh, 
you've got the uh, fixtures from last week or the results from last <laughs> week, I should say. You you understand what I mean. You've got the results from last week that you're going to look over. You've picked out three games that uh, you know stood out for you. Far away, mate. Yes, I've done with my uh, my three fantasy shocks of the week. So last week, the average was 60 points and the highest score was 167 points. Uh, but my shocks of the week go to Riyad Mahrez, who got 20 points uh, from two games. He scored two goals, got an assist and three bonus points. My second is Harry Kane, who got 19 points from two goals, two assists and three bonus. He was absolutely immense against Crystal Palace, one of the best all-round complete performances I've seen from a centre-forward in a while. And then thirdly, we have James Ward-Prowse, who got 18 points from two goals and three bonus from two games. And they are my shocks of the week, mate. Very efficiently done. Obviously, a few players that have surprised us a bit. James Ward-Prowse, once again. He's been a bit of an underrated FPL asset so far, I think, this season, Matt. Um, obviously, you're the guru, so you've got probably a bit to say about it. But he's been he's had a few good games this season as James Ward-Prowse. Yeah, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? And I think the uh, it's just a set piece threat. You know, he's on the uh, he's on the pen, so you know that that really helped him in in the last couple of games. But you know, other than his pens, his free kicks are just immense, aren't they? And uh, you know, that really helps in FPL if you can get a set piece piece taker in your side. Um, you know, you you got a chance of getting points most weeks. So now, a really good player. And uh, look, I don't know, maybe a potential for the uh, for the England squad. Uh, maybe not not too sure. To, to be honest, I don't think he goes. I, I don't think I don't think he's good enough to go just yet. And maybe on the outer, he's maybe an outside shout. Probably yeah. maybe if he doesn't go, he's probably one of the more unlucky players to miss out if yeah. he does. But definitely a potential asset for Gareth Southgate to consider. Jack, I don't suppose you'll be considering him in your, any of your FPL plans, though. James Ward-Prowse. Um, listen, I actually considered him last week. To be fair, I did text the guru in one of the me- many messages that I do send him um, for consideration. <laughs> And I asked him if uh, what he thought about the Southampton assets, but I think the where we got to was he wasn't uh, obviously playing in the game week 29, so it was, as a short-term investment, cracking set-piece threat, huge. Um, but uh, you know, without that game week 29, it's just a bit too much of a gamble to consider. So not for me this time. Not at all, but possibly one for the uh, FPL managers out there to consider if you're playing for cash or if you're in a league with your mates and you want potentially a leg up or a bit of a point of difference, maybe he's one you could go to. Now we'll move on to our mini league review. If you can just bring up the share screen at the moment, we'll go to the league, which I've taken green arrows in, which is quite nice, but I've moved up to 15th. If we just look at the uh, top 10, which I'm not good enough to crack into yet, the guru is Matt Day. He's in ninth at the moment, but Tom Stones still leads the way. 1,834 points is a pretty decent shift. Just out, um, just outside the top, just inside rather the top 11K. And we've got Eno in second, Keith in third. Our guest from last week, Tom Southworth in fourth. And I've just realised his... Uh, uh, his name is uh, Bolton, but with the <laughs> B and the N swapped, I just realised that last week. I feel like an idiot. We've got Panagiotis in fifth. <laughs> we've, got, we've got Ryan in sixth. Nijaran in seventh. We've got DS team in eighth. We've got Matt in ninth. And we've got Morgan Hanley in tenth. If we scroll down just to find us, Elliot, you're in twelfth. As I say, I'm in fifteenth. And we'll be scrolling down not as far as we did last week to find uh, to find Jack. Where is he? I'm not scrolling past not, him. Yeah, there not, no, no, just 43rd. a little bit. There you go. 43rd, Got boys. Got some green. Got, get them green. Should have a couple of green. Uh, yeah, I was in the 50s, obviously, last week. I was off the uh, off the chart. But, 
yeah, back in the thirties, boys, and obviously our guest Tom Southworth with the uh, the Bolton backwards knot lob. He, uh, I think he climbed maybe about 15, 15 places in that two. I think he was like 19, 18 when we spoke to him, possibly. But he's all doing all right in there with a huge hundred eleven score. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe I just realised his name. I've, I've looked at his name all season. I've just tried to decipher it and I just realised it's Bolton backwards. So I feel yeah. like an absolute, absolute idiot, but he's done well. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter too much. If we now have a look at our teams then for the moment, um, we'll start with myself since we're on my share screen for the moment. And, you know, I didn't have too bad a week this week. Perhaps going into the final game, I'm slightly disappointed with how it turned out. I was looking like Jack to raise the bat, but I only got to 89. I say only. I'm happy with it. And Craig Dawson was perhaps a surprise. He got a goal in that game against Leeds and almost had a second as well. He hit the post with a header. But a clean sheet and a bonus helped out. Kufal keeping hold of him. Worked out. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, he's been brilliant all season. He's got another double-figure haul. We've got Rashford, who is injured with a knock, which is slightly frustrating. So he's going out of my team this week. He's factoring into my transfer plans. Um, but the one I want to talk about this week is your man from uh, from your team, Spurs, as you like to mention it, Matt. It's Harry Kane. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. 19 points against Crystal Palace. Two goals, two assists, three bonus points. What more could you want? Unreal, mate. And is uh, that goal, obviously the one from long range was just unbelievable when it on the, on the uh, took it first time and first time. um yeah just just phenomenal stuff and that's the type of Harry Kane form uh, that we saw you know that first quarter of the season where he was hitting double figure digit scores so um yeah now really really good stuff yeah it, it definitely is uh, for the moment though but he does have a little bit of an injury cloud over him which we discussed off air just before the start of the podcast so Elliot I know you've Got him in your team. I know most managers do. Are you slightly concerned with the fact that there's a bit of an injury cloud over him from the game this morning? Well, I was until you said that he was going to be all right, mate. So I think, <laughs> according to your sources, as long as you're not pulling me leg or having me on. Why would I do that? I've got him in my team as well. I think Matt has said the well. same. So I think he's going to be all right to play. I think Mourinho did this last North London derby as well. He always does a little bit. He does bit, it every you know. time. He loves it. Every yeah. time done it for years so it's uh it's probably a safe bet to say that he'll play and probably a safe bet to say that he'll score to be honest because he's got a brilliant record against Arsenal loves playing and loves scoring against him so fingers crossed and obviously we have that uh, four players in my team there from Manchester Derby I think we have to talk about it while we've got a Manchester United fan on the podcast look at him the eyebrows just raised he's loving it we've got to talk about it Jack just take the floor what are your feelings about that game and how it worked for FPL well, I think I can say on uh, for every for every Man United fan out there, everyone's pleasantly surprised by the uh, by the start. It was uh, thirty seconds into the game, we got a penalty. Sorry about the dog there. The dog was uh, shouting about the the game as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, listen, United absolutely, absolutely, absolutely buzzing with the with the result. It was um, obviously an early morning one here um, in Australia, so uh, it was pretty excited to get up and uh, watch that game. Well. I wasn't excited at first because I thought we were going to get a drumming, to be fair, or a draw. Uh, but yeah, switched the other way and happy days. And um, a few chances in there, took our chances, played well. I don't think uh, City obviously particularly started very well in the first 20 minutes. United looked really good. Could have had maybe two or three in that first 15, more specifically. But buzzing, lads. You know, we're going to win the league. 
Uh, yeah, okay, your optimism can stop there. It's, it's always good to be happy after a derby win, but you're bordering on delusional here, Jack. But um, I suppose we'll keep the positivity running, especially from your side, because we'll move on to your team next. And you've got a, ro- a lot of reasons, in not only in real-life football, but in FPL, to be absolutely buzzing this week, and here's why. Yeah, listen, um, good on both parts. Uh, United first um, with that win, and then coming out with a... You know, double the double game week for the city assets was great, and they brought on the hit. Obviously, De Bruyne getting a bit worried going into that second game against Southampton, but it all played it paid off. Uh, a lot of people chose to captain Kane more so this week, I guess. Um, but then with or you know, with KDB coming in for me, captained him, armband delivered in that second game. I was more than happy for him to keep quiet in that first game against United. Um, but Bruno hitting Luke Shaw with that goal. Um, as well, uh, the new Roberto Carlos, uh, Gund- Gundawan hitting fat again. He, I think he obviously had a quiet week or two, hadn't he? So it was good to see him hitting, and then um, you know, King King Kane hitting as well. So yeah, listen, good all round performance. Traore, who was my uh, pick over um, over Ward Prowse, obviously didn't deliver as good in there. I think he came off injured towards the end of the game, but he's all right for the next one. Looking good, uh, target happy days, Martinez seven. So yeah, pretty. Listen, happy all in all. Good results, good total. Took a minus four, so 105 are finished on. But delighted to um, be back in the game. Yeah, you've risen up quite a lot in that mini league. Elliot, is Jack a manager we could, should be concerned about, especially for that top 20 spots this season? He's in the guru's ear every minute of the day, mate. Of course, it's going to be a shock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we've got we've got our very own guru, lads. If you don't use him, what, exactly, what, what, exactly, what are you doing? Exactly, exactly. It's, it's an absolute fair game. And of course he is, of course he is. You know, he's pulled out a massive, massive score this week, which does make me the only one not to make triple digits so far this season. So it's, uh, it's over to me to make sure that we can do the quadruple, lads. Mate, you're a shocking manager, Elliot, mate. You should give up on FPL. <laughs> if you can't get the century, no, you'll get one before the end of the season. And I think you're above me in the league, so I can't really be going around saying that. But, um, you know, obviously, you, you'll get that 100 points, I reckon. But come on, get on it, lad. You've got 10 game weeks. You need to hurry up a bit, pal. Um, but great week for Jack, to be honest. And um, speaking of you, Elliot, you're not quite hitting the tons yet, but you're humming along quite nicely in FPL at the moment. Let's have a look. 76 points above the average once more. So not a brilliant score, but not too bad either. Yeah, in terms of what you look for, it was it was a brilliant week, you know, just getting above the average. But um no, I was I was I was content with 76. I wasn't thrilled, I wasn't disappointed. I thought it was it was a decent game week. Obviously, Harry Kane as captain bailed me out massively. Without him, I would have been absolutely nowhere this game week so I was really happy with that Bruno did the business once again he loves it in the uh, the Manchester derbies about time he's scored in one of them so yeah he really enjoyed that game and he showed he was you know showed all those fans that say he doesn't do anything against the top six uh, where they can shove that comment and uh, Cresswell as well managed to do something for me assist in a clean sheet in three bonus he's seen I don't know how many bonus points he's got this season Cresswell but I think he's got to be up there for one of the highest defenders for bonus points because every week that I've had him in I feel like he gets at least one or two so I'd, be, I'd actually be quite interested I can find out when Matt's going through his team how many bonus points he has got but it's he's been ridiculous this season and uh yeah so that that sort of rounds out my team no one else really did anything a lot of twos and a lot of ones and yeah, he's the highest and really else is he the highest is he yeah he's the highest point scoring defender this season and i think there he's 
he's taken the most bonus points. So, um, yeah, he's been phenomenal. He's one I wish I'd got on a lot earlier and, and uh, I've kind of put money in, in other areas. But I think you did well putting him in when, when you did. You've, you've managed to get some big points from him as well. But, um, yeah, he's been phenomenal. He's, he's got quite a lot of double-digit scores, hasn't he? So. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely been one of the best defensive assets this season with the Liverpool defensive assets sort of uh, fading away. He's been the one to step up this season, I think. But no, uh, I was I was I was content with my week this week at 76 points more to take into game week 28 and you know as you said just keep prodding along, keep staying with the pack and then hope for a big score at some point this season, but I was uh, very very happy with that this week, Ollie. Yeah, 20 points by the way, Aaron Cresswell just to uh, go back to your bonus point which is the most for any defender so far this season, maybe that's a Peely's puzzler for the next couple of weeks in the back pocket. But um, yeah, good week for you, Elliot. And uh, you are staying with the pack, as you say. Uh, so we'll move on finally to our guru himself, Mr. Matt Day. Obviously, he's getting the five-star reviews on the, on the podcast, which we always love to see. If you've got any reviews for the podcast, definitely chuck those in because we love to see those. And uh, not a bad week, probably not a five-star week by your standards, but Maybe maybe four, three and a half, maybe, possibly. Who knows? But not a bad week, if we're being honest. Yeah, look, I'll. Uh, I think the only thing was I, I mentioned it to you in a message the other day, Ollie. Was I made a last-minute change from Kane to Gundogan, and um, albeit Gundogan, you know, he got me a goal. I can't complain too much. He, he pulled something out in that second game, and I was pretty happy with that. Um, I did it purely based on the fact he had a double game week. He had a rest last week and I thought this was his time to, you know, it's hard to look past those, those doubles. And um, I got influenced by a few other FPL pages on Twitter. Um, so I probably would have, had, would have had an extra nine points, I think it was, if I'd, if I'd Captain Kane. So, yeah, look, I'm still happy to come out with 77, though. Um, yeah, Kane with the bulk of the points, Gundogan, Martinez, again, talking about phenomenal players this season. Like, what a goalkeeper he's been for Fantasy League this year. Like, again, I don't think I've seen too many like him. Um, had Pereira in there from West Brom he's been in there a few weeks hasn't really done anything for me yet but I'll probably give him another game week uh, Antonio was my transfer it was mainly lined up for this blank game week that's coming up did disappoint me but again you know he can score in any match so you know he's probably going to be over the next few weeks for me and uh, Fernandez, you know got his token pen so uh, pretty pretty happy with that and um, yeah overall um, other than the last minute captain change um, you know, I can't complain too much. And yeah, Gundo bagging that goal is, you know, probably icing on the cake. So, yeah, you see it all around the internet with the worst feelings as a football fan, maybe being attached to loan players or things like that, maybe conceding a 95th minute uh, goal to lose your team the game. But I think the worst feeling as an FPL manager is probably changing your captain pick at the last minute and then seeing your captain, the captain you initially had, seeing him fire. And it's, you know, bite you on the proverbial behind this week, Matt. Yeah, that's right. Like, obviously, I was, I was buzzing to see Kane grab the goals and the uh, and the assists. But um, yeah, from an FPL point of view, I, th- I thought it was a uh, yeah one I shouldn't have made. But good one when he got that goal. It kind of felt like it was a uh, you know a little bit uh, a bit better in terms of it gave me a few more points than I than I was looking before that that game. But I ended up with green arrows and I've come out okay. So um, yeah, look, I'll I'll take that and, and we move on. We do. I just want to cl- uh, throw this one quickly to to Jack. Do we think that the uh, the guru himself might be able to unseat Tom uh, for the end of the season, or do you reckon it'll be just just one to miss out, possibly? Maybe those Champions League spots, if you will. 
oh, it depends what he's going to be happy with. I think if the guru wants top 10, I think he, I think he'll say. I think he'll be happy with top 10. Um, Tom's going to be difficult to knock off. So I think um, if, he's, if he's in the top 10, he can keep his credentials, can't he? I mean, as a Tottenham fan, he'd be happy with Champions League places, but um, <laughs> maybe maybe well, the top four. Always, we'll to always, always chasing, never close enough. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll have to I, see. So I think I think I'll uh, just add. I think because I had a a bad sort of mid-season and um, here come the excuses. Go on. Yeah, I, I I'll take top ten. I'll take I'll take top That's of the it. pack of, of the pod if I can get it. But I don't know. I think not having the wild card and the triple captain could um, you know. I think Elliot's probably best positioned out of the four of us, but um, yeah, top ten I'll take. It's it's a tough league. Yeah, I was going to say Elliot, you've still got your wild card. Yeah, I've got absolutely I... no idea when I'm flying it. <laughs> oh, okay. Just for the fans out there, you're not too sure if you've still got all the wild card when when they should play it, or is it just whenever you do and you'll let us all know, and then everyone else can jump on it. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I'm I've, I was looking at fixtures and I've I've been looking at players for certain weeks when there's going to be a really good week where I could get a lot of good players in for a couple of weeks, and I've just not decided on anything yet, but. I'm in the process of uh, I've got I've got irons in the fire, but nothing's come out yet. So we'll just have to see what happens, and uh, I'll play it. I'll definitely play it at some point. I'm not going to just waste it, leave it for the last game of the season. But I'll I'll be playing it at some point. Ten game weeks left. That's that's a lot of time. It definitely is on the theme of transfers and wild cards. Then Elliot, we'll start with you. So we're just going to confirm that you're not playing your wild card this week, then. Yeah, I'm not rolling over either. So uh, I'm actually <laughs> I'm making a transfer. I made it this morning. Uh, I got Harvey Barnes out and I got your man Gundogan in, Matt, which I know you'll be thrilled yeah, with. Yeah, finally. I thought Fulham <laughs> this week, it's probably a good opportunity. I know he's got the blank, but I really couldn't find anything around that price point because I didn't want to get rid of uh, one of my forwards because Bamford's got Fulham in that uh, the, the blank game week in two game weeks time. So I wanted to hold on to him. So I've gone with Gundogan. If he doesn't do the business, I can blame you. I know the hype sort of died down now a little bit. He's not doing the back-to-back-to-back game weeks, but... Fingers crossed he can do something for me and I can start forming a, a man crush similar to yours, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate, I don't I mean, know how you've gone this far without him. Yeah, I don't know. I just, done I well just, to hang in there. He's one of those players that I've always thought just if the week that I get him in, he's not going to do anything and he just kept doing it week after week and I was like, oh God. It was the same with, um, with Calvert-Lewin at the start of the season. I just thought he's got to slow down at one point. He'll stop scoring and that'll happen. But yeah, that's that's my transfer for this week. Just moving over to Matt then, as we've discussed just then in um, in Elliot's little section there. Are you doing anything, Matt, this week or will you be uh, doing the famous Elliot adage and rolling over? Look, this week, I, I want to roll over. Like Looking at my side, I want to have the two transfers for next week. Only one transfer that I could look at doing, which I mentioned last week, was removing one of Salah or Fernandez. It's not going to be Fernandez and... Um, yeah, I think I'm going to give Salah one more week after watching the Champions League. Uh, and I was looking at Wolves' uh, goals they've conceded this season at home and they've conceded a lot of penalties. And um, obviously Salah's the man for uh, for pens. And uh, I feel like Liverpool have a bit of pressure off him being away from home. And uh, I've got a feeling it's uh, it's time for him to, uh, to bag. So for now, I'm going to do the Elliott strategy of rolling over. Um, but again, you know, if, if something might change. But for now, I'll probably say I'll be rolling over. Yeah, we'll very just quickly go through the last two of us on transfers. We'll start with me because my team's on the screen. I've made one transfer this week. Very simple. Rashford's got an injury cloud over him. Perhaps a bit hasty in getting rid of him. But I've gone with uh, with your man, Gareth Bale, Matt. 
potential potential uh, point of difference, potential differential, but I've gone with him anyway. Jack, over to you, making any transfers just quickly. Um, I'm going to roll over this week, lads. I think I've made 28 transfers in 28 weeks for sure, uh, every game week, but um, I think this week I'm going to roll over to save the two transfers for next week. Easy done. So in terms now of our manager of... We'll quickly just mention our manager of the week while we have got a chance and then we'll bring further forward the podcast. So the manager of the week this week is Dimitri uh, Siambazis, who um, will bring up his team now on the screen for the game week. And uh, if you've done better than Jack this week, which he has, he must have done very well. And look at that, 118 points. We've got a seven from Martinez if you keep scrolling down. Gundogan in there. Harry Kane captaincy for that bench boost. Look at that. Melier, Adams, and Aaron Cresswell all on his bench. So very, very unlucky for me, Jack, to miss out on the on the voucher for your own company. But <laughs> bench boost. Yeah, that's, uh, that's ridiculous on his bench, isn't it? How many points is that off the top of your head if you scroll down? Was it 9, 21, 33? Is that if my maths isn't wrong? Which that's I don't not. think it is. If the guru's saying the same, that's that's ridiculous off his bench boost. And Bellerin didn't even oh, get wow. him any points. So that's a really good use of the bench boost, I think. Absolutely nailed that. To be honest, and even in his starting 11 as well, Harry Kane, 38 points as the captain shout. It's the week that you want. So... Demetrius will be getting the voucher, 118 points, probably deserves it, $10 voucher, both for cash pool and prizes, Rocket League, NBA, FIFA and Pez to get yourself involved. So now we're moving on to everyone's favourite time of the podcast. It is the Guru section, where your captain picks, your three teams to watch, your differentials and your scout 11 within the £100 million budget. Matt, the five-star man, take it away. Thanks, Ollie. Uh, yeah, look, uh, interesting game week, this one. Um, you know, there's a few uh, few big guns uh, out of form, and then there's a few uh, other big guns that have come back into form. So, um, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big one. So we'll start off with the uh, the differentials anyway. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Consa from Aston Villa as my first differential for this game week. Uh, 4.6 million. He's got 6.8% ownership, and he's away to Newcastle uh, with four clean sheets and six. And um, Elliot, you can probably uh, quickly uh, jump in here. I don't. When was the last time Newcastle uh, scored? Uh, was it a couple of games ago? They didn't didn't even look like they were gonna couldn't hit a barn door against West Brom. So um, you know, I think Conta with the uh, 6.8% and a Villa defender is a good option this week. Plus, they play in the uh, in the blank game week next week. Um, and then my uh, my next differential, I'm going to be looking at Liverpool. Um, I know they've been off form in the league. Uh, it looked a lot better in the Champions League. And uh, and the man, Diogo Jota, is back. He's playing against his old side, Wolves. He's 6.6 million, 3.3% uh, ownership. So it's really, really low. You know, those uh, that are looking to uh, potentially get rid of Salah and uh, jump back on the uh, on the Jota train. Um, I think he's a, a really, really good option uh, this week. Uh, and then another one, he looked very good for Chelsea in the week. Uh, it's taken him a while this season to sort of settle in. Uh, it's going to be Havertz at 8.2 million, 2.6% ownership. He got nine points against Everton. 
Leeds away, I'm expecting a, uh, you know, very. I know Chelsea are playing it quite tight, but Leeds are quite an open side. So I'm expecting uh, some goals from Chelsea and, uh, and Havertz to, to potentially grab a goal and an assist or, you know, one of the two. Um, you look very, very good in the, in the week and a huge differential. Um, another one, um, he scored last week, uh, Benteke, 5.5 million, real budget striker option. Uh, you know, if you've got that third striker space available and you don't have much uh, much in the bank, you know, he's 0.8 ownership. He's got two goals in his last four games and he's home to West Brom. You know, they, they look uh, you know, pretty average as well at the moment. And, uh, you know, he's uh, always one that can pop up with the odd goal. So he's a huge differential. Uh, and then my last differential this week is going to be from uh, Jack's side, Man United. And it's going to be Mason Greenwood, 1.9% ownership, home to West Ham. It's a tough game, uh, but I can see goals. Uh, he's likely to start as well because I've also got a few injury problems with Cavani and uh, Martial. Uh, you know, Rashford's got a, a yellow flag against his name as well. So um, you'd expect him to play this weekend. Um, and I think he's going to be a massive differential. So, um you know, it's Conser, uh, Jota, Havertz, Menteke and Greenwood round up the uh, the differentials and ones to watch for this game week. So we'll uh, we'll move on to the three teams to back. Um, the first one, it's going to have to be uh, Man City away at Fulham. Look, Fulham actually are, uh, are impressing me um, this season. Um, but look, we'll, uh, we'll go with City. Um, you know, they've been on a phenomenal run other than uh, than last week's defeat against United. Um, I can see them probably going and taking that game by two or three goals, potentially. Um, so Man City are definitely going to be one of the sides. Um, do think they'll, there'll be a lot of rotation from them, though, because they've got the Champions League and obviously they are winning from the first leg. But I think they'll want to, uh, you know, to go put a bit of a statement down in the, in the Champions League. So, um, But I still bat them. Another side I'm going to back is Everton this week. Um, they didn't look great in the Chelsea fixture, but Chelsea have picked form. Um, so it's going to have to be them at home to Burnley. Uh, not really liking Burnley's form at all. Um, so definitely Everton in, in terms of one of the three teams. And the last one, uh, they've been a little bit patchy. They did win last week, um, but they have got a lot of injury problems. But I'm still going to back Leicester uh, against Sheffield United. Um, you know, Sheffield United haven't looked great for all season, to be honest. So um, you know, Leicester are definitely going in there. Um, so that rounds up my uh, my three teams to back. Yeah, definitely a few good shouts in there. Manchester City, Jack's made a very good point in the uh, the private chat. When did Manchester City not rotate? So that just backs <laughs> up your point about Pep Roulette striking again. If you're looking from those three teams to watch, so if you accumulate Manchester City, Everton and Leicester, if you could pick one player from those three teams combined to bring into your FPL team, who would you bring in? For this game week? Yes. I want to go Jamie Vardy this week. Um, yeah, I'd like to say De Bruyne and obviously Gundo, um, maybe DCL, but I think City, I can't, I just can't trust their lineup this week, um, with the Champions League and FA Cup games. I think it's Champions League for them, isn't it, next week? And then there's internationals and then the FA Cup comes after. So because of the rotation, Everton, uh, DCL has been a bit hot and cold lately. There's Richarlison. So yeah, if, if I pick the one, I think it's going to be Vardy. I, I think he loves a goal against Sheffield United. So I think I'll go Vardy this week. Hope he doesn't clatter into any more corner flags playing against them as well. But uh, just on your point in about the Champions League and Manchester City, it's Borussia Mönchengladbach. They are 2-0 up from the first leg. So you'd think they'd get through there, but you'd uh, like to make sure of it. You wouldn't want to be complacent 
and end up you know crashing out at that stage. But moving over to your captain picks, Matt, who have you got? Yeah, so there's a few uh, few of the usuals on there. Definitely Bruno Fernandez this week. That he's not going to have the uh, the firepower in front of him uh, with the injuries, but I think um, you know he's going to have to do a little bit more on his own, and he thrives in those types of environments. So um, you know, at home at Old Trafford, um, it's, you know I can't I can't not put him on the list. I'm expecting some big points this week from him. Going to put Harry Kane on there. You know, loves the North London derby. Grubs goals uh, in that game. I think it's 12 goals in 11 derbies and two assists is what I read earlier. And, um, you know, I'd expect him to score. Obviously, he's got the, the yellow flag on him at the moment, but um, orange flag, but he'll play. Um, and I'm going to put KDB. Look, I'm not, actually not too sure he'll, uh, you know, he'll play this weekend. They're, they're talking about a bit of rotation, but again, he's a bit of a, he's probably the, one of the safest ones now he's back from this rotation. Um, so I'm going to obviously going to put him down as a captain. Jamie Vardy, who I just mentioned, loves the score against Sheffield United. And you know, I'm expecting him to, uh, to break his recent uh, blanks that, that he's had and, uh, and score this weekend. Uh, and then my last uh, captain, uh, it was hard to decide because I did still want to put Salah on there, um, even given his poor form. But I'm going to go with DCL. I just think fixture at home to Burnley is, uh, is a lot easier for, uh, for Dominic Carver-Lewin. So yeah, I'm going to have to still put him on there. He's, uh, albeit he's been a bit hot and cold, but he's still a fixture-proof player. Yeah, definitely some captains who consider their curveball. I've got in my team, I had absolutely no thought of captaining this player, but tell us why you think Mason Mount might be a decent shout. Yeah, look, he's uh, he's definitely going to be a uh, one to watch, I think, this week. And he's, he's a good shout purely because he got the rest, didn't he, against um, Everton. So fresh legs and he's been on fire lately. That goal he, he got the other week against Liverpool was brilliant. Um, and he's just had a few other games where he's just looked, uh, yeah, he's looked, he's looked brilliant. He's had a lot of freedom. He's getting shots and goal. He's been on set pieces, and I think he's a huge curveball with with Leeds. You know, you never know what you're going to get in a fixture against Leeds. I can just feel this being a, you know, a three-one type of game. Uh, you know, th- there's going to be goals, and Mason Mount's going to be involved. I think, and uh, you know, if you're chasing those mini leagues, like we say, and um, you want to do something completely different, it's not a bad week to uh, to do it. Uh, this week with no kind of obvious standout fixture. So, um, yeah, really liking Mount. Yeah, definitely one you could potentially consider. I don't think I'll be captaining him, but maybe fellow owners of Mason Mount might look to do so. Now, moving over to your Scout 11, of course, as every week, it's got to be under the £100 million budget. Where have you gone with it this week? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's really tough to pick this week, obviously being under a... Uh, 100 mil um, um you know it's been hard to pick and not having Salah in there I thought that would kind of uh, stretch the budget a bit but it but it hasn't so um you know starting goal definitely uh, going to be Emmy Martinez lots of points uh, this season Newcastle away I'm um, not really expecting him to make too many saves in that one sorry Elliot but you know expecting a clean sheet um, and a low scoring encounter at least um I've gone with John Stones. He did uh, get rotated out in the week against Southampton, so I think he's safe to start again this weekend. Target, again, I've, I've doubled up on Villa. Uh, really liking that fixture for them. Uh, I've got Mason Holgate. He seems to have got the nod lately. I know he got the own goal against Chelsea, but um, I'm liking that fixture at home to Burnley. Um, I think Everton might sort of win that one, one or two nil. Um, and then rounding up the defence, strange one, obviously, Phillips from, from Liverpool, but um, four million 
budget reasons, I can actually see Liverpool winning that one, maybe one or two nil. To be honest, uh, Wolves aren't the the biggest scorers. I just trust Liverpool away from home um, and not at home, funnily enough. Um, and I think, yeah, budget reasons, he's actually a, a good one to have and, and potentially one to watch down the track. Going into midfield, Gareth Bale, recent form speaks for itself. Um, I think he'll definitely start against Arsenal. Might not get the full game, but, you know, he, he, Mourinho will still give him sort of 60, 70 minutes to flourish. And he's got a good record in that fixture as well. Um, De Bruyne. Bit scared of rotation, but throwing him in there for obvious reasons. Fernandez has got to go in there. I think he's going to be. Uh, he's got big potential this week. Um, he's going to have to. Uh, it's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders, and I think he he can take that pressure. Um, and Foden again, rotation threat, but got twelve points in the week, and I think this could be the time for Guardiola to give him those back-to-back games, um, and then maybe rest him in that Champions League uh, coming into the international break. And I think. You know, when I was looking at, at the players and other ones to bring in there, um, it was either Pereira from West Brom in terms of the budget because there wasn't much I could kind of put in. And um, yeah, I, I like Foden. And obviously Gundogan as well. I wanted to put him in there, but I wanted to try something a bit different this week. So I've gone Foden. Um, and then a lot of the budget um, as well has gone into the two strikers. Harry Kane, he's going he's to go on there regardless of that uh, orange flag. Like he, He's got to be in there um, against Arsenal. And Jamie Vardy as well, home to Sheffield United. I think he's, uh, yeah, he's 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 going to be big this weekend. So, um, yeah, for for 100 million, it's not a bad side. There's obviously a couple of uh, cheaper options in there with Phillips, uh, Foden, and, and Holgate. But um, overall, I think it's a, a reasonably good side. Yeah, I would agree. Manchester City assets, obviously, at a premium moment, you've got three of them. You've got one in the defence and two in midfield. And to a surprise, one of them isn't going to win in the midfield, but. Definitely um, two very capable players in Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden. I just want to look at that defence, though, that back four. Nat Phillips, Matt Target, Mason Holgate and John Stones. The first three of those that I read out, I read it out in that order. First three being Target, Holgate and Phillips. You know, very interesting. Yeah, so I actually just realised as well, I know it's an all-English uh, back four. Is Phillips, is he Welsh or English? I'm assuming he's is he English. Can't assume, but... We've got to make sure, I, I <laughs> yeah. think. I um, think it's before, a uh, unless he's, he's got, decided to. He's got to be one a, of those. He's got, he's got to be a scouser, Ronnie. He's got to be. Yeah, a, I, think he's, I think he is. He's, a, he's not. He's not a scouser. He's a much like Tom Southworth, born in Bolton. So there you go. Wow, there okay. you go. That's unfortunate, but um, poor guy. Oh, yeah. Poor him. Probably <laughs> <laughs> born in Liverpool. <laughs> that says something. I uh, yeah. now nah, look. All jokes aside, um, I think for four million, he just he just fits a budget, and I can actually. Just something about Wolves. I, don't, I just don't really have too many goals on them this season. Um, I actually think it's a nice fixture for Liverpool to bounce back. Um, Four million. Um, you know, without Jimenez as well, Wolves are just seem flat. And yeah, really budget reasons. I think uh, he's one of those I feel as well could easily hit some bonus points as well um, if he has a good game. So I've got him in there. See, so Stones had that rotation. So I think he'll start. And, um, you know, you'd expect City to come away with a clean sheet. Um, target he's been brilliant this season he's he's kind of like in that Cresswell mould I think where um, he's coming away with assists a lot um, Villa have kept a lot of clean sheets and um, you know you can see that being a 1-0 sort of game maybe you know maybe maybe 1-1 Elliot if, if Newcastle can actually find the I'm net saying, for one 1-0 Newcastle's away yeah obviously yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, Callum Wilson's not back yet, is he? So um, no, we're we're hopeless. <laughs> yeah, and then and Holgate, I think again um, had to pick an Everton man, and I wanted Coleman, but looks at like Holgate's now down that position in the last few weeks. So yeah, I'm feeling a few clean sheets in that defence, and maybe a uh, maybe a goal and assist somewhere. Brilliant Scout 11 and brilliant Guru section as usual from you, Matt. Let's hope it can get a few more reviews as the season goes on. Cheers, mate. So now we'll go on to the final two clues of the Peely's Puzzler and then we'll move on to the guest section. So the final two clues are as follows. I represented my country at the 2018 FIFA World Cup, scoring my first and only goal so far for the Polish national team and I have the lowest ever score in FPL history which I got this season so hopefully the last two clues can uh, help you out just there to get that Peely's puzzler but uh, they are the two clues for the second half of the podcast done and as promised we will now move on to the guest section and we've got a brother of someone who we've had on the draft section before being uh, James Gasden's brother Matty and the, uh, the better FPL brother at the moment, Matt's actually above James in the league, which is rather surprising. But he's from Gloucestershire. He's coming onto the podcast today. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing how he goes for the final third of this season because it could be an interesting race in that Gasden family to see who is better. But uh, Matt, great to have you on the pod this week. Thanks for taking the time to come out and uh, telling us about your FPL season so far. Absolutely smashing it. 27th in the FPL Addicts and Esports Live mini league. But uh, how do you feel being above your brother James at the moment? Thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. This is really my first proper year of having a go at fantasy football. I'm very happy with how it's gone so far. Uh, I definitely think that I can stay in the top 50. Almost certainly can stay ahead of my brother. And I'd love to sneak into a cheeky top 20 finish. I'm really happy with my team. And I'm confident that we can get through the rest of these game weeks on a high. Yeah, class. He's uh, he's fancying his chances staying there at the moment. Is uh, is Matty? But um, do you think you can hang on inside that top fifty? And uh, where would you think you would like to finish? Where's your uh, your minimum goal for the moment? I think that was one you just asked there, Ollie. I think that was one you yeah. uh, just came back uh, with. <laughs> I merged it in, but um, <laughs> there you go. There you Over go, to you, Matt. There we go, Ollie. On to me here. So. Here's one for you, uh, Matt. Do you listen to the pod and have you ever taken advice from our team before? There's nothing like the advice from the guru to keep you from going from game week to game week. If anything, I wish I'd listened to this podcast more. Quite often what you guys are saying is absolutely spot on and I've lost a lot of points by just not being brave enough uh, to make the moves that you guys have suggested. I certainly recommend anybody that's playing fantasy football to tune into the podcast. I tell you what, you've got some fan you got a fan club out there, Matt. You had a review reviews coming in for you and also then uh, Matthew's chirped up as well with a good review for you. Don't even need to pay him and they're saying that as well. How good's that? <laughs> ah, that's brilliant, mate. It's got to be the namesake, I think. Definitely. Oh, that's it. That's it. Uh, no, top top lad there, Matt. Um, and obviously, we've, we've been asking a couple of our guests last couple of weeks about picking a, a five-a-side team from this year's FPL assets. So who would make your five-a-side team, Matt? Um, maybe use your, some of your favourite FPL assets but include maybe the differentials and unsung heroes from this year. And let's see how it goes up against with our uh, previous guests. 
But one, because there have been so many good assets this season. For my goalkeeper, I'd definitely go for Martinez. He's so consistent and I've stuck with him all season long. In defence, I'd probably go for Aaron Cresswell due to the number of points that he's got. Uh, Fernandez in midfield. And then as my two strikers, how could you not go for Harry Kane and Patrick Bamford? Very nice. What about that formation, lads? One, one, uh, one, two. It's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, for, I like uh... it. A lot of goals. <laughs> yeah, a lot of goals in there. Just clock for the moment. I know I've, I've also got a thing against bringing Burnley players in. I'm not having Burnley players in my team. But definitely not for Matty. He's got a Villa goalkeeper in there as a Birmingham fan. <laughs> Absolutely incredulous. You know, you know what? Like, you know what? He's actually uh, he's been to watch Birmingham play, but I believe he's actually uh, not not a Birmingham fan, even though he's got their top on. Oh, I was going to say, I'm lucky oh, if he is. Yeah. Lucky if he's not. But... <laughs> wow. So you, I think he's managed to too. bend it around your rule there, Ollie. But um... <laughs> oh, interesting one. <laughs> How do, you, how do you boys reckon a goal against um, Chris's and Tom's team? They they threw out some good good assets, but I think everyone's gone for the Martinez and Kane and Bamford, haven't Fernandez. they? Even Bruno. Yeah. Tom's team. Tom team smashes this one probably about seven nil. I reckon. <laughs> a little bit light Chris, on at the back. There's no, there's no difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris on his struggle. own. Brilliant. He would struggle a little <laughs> bit, even if he came off against his own strikers. But no, everyone's sort of realising how good uh, Patrick Bamford's been this season, which is really good to see. And I love that he's noted in Cresswell there as one of the uh, his favourite defensive assets for the season, because he's definitely one of mine. But Matt, do you have any final tips for the FPL community or even more your brother who definitely needs them? Point at this stage of the season is just have fun with it and enjoy the ride. Obviously, it's differential time for those players who need to get higher up in their mini leagues and to improve their position. Uh, tips, my brother. I feel like his team has lacked Villa players all season long, uh, and that seems to have held him back. Maybe it's time for him to get Grealish into his squad. <laughs> brilliant. Sarcastic answer to finish. I love it. I love it. That is brilliant. <laughs> Well, he's in a position to give it now, being on top of his brother in the mini league. But thanks once again to Matty Gasden for coming on. And we'll have to see if that family rivalry will go throughout the rest of this season. So now, finally, then, just quickly to move on to draft. We're just going to touch on it this week because it's definitely worthwhile. Obviously, like I say, not really been checking draft much, but this table perhaps gives me cause to because look at this league table, how congested it is at the moment. My word and something we didn't expect to see at the moment Statman Dave is at top of the pops. Unreal. He's been, uh, he's been, he's been AWOL for a while in there, hasn't he? He hasn't, he hasn't been on the pod for a long time. Statman Dave has been kept quiet while he's been uh, doing his research in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Need him on the pod to explain this. What's happening? He's on uh, 48 points alongside myself and Jack in there, the top three. Matt, just a win behind in fourth. Elliot, you're a couple wins back in fifth. And we've got James... Nathan and Rolando, they've pretty much been the bottom three for most of this season, so they've been relegated to the eSports e Championship. Maybe they'll have to go again, <laughs> do a Norwich and bounce back to the uh, to the FPL Addicts League for next season. I think James has uh, kept away from the Villa assets. That's why he's not up there. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly yeah. so. Possibly so. But fair play for him for uh, choosing his club loyalties over FPL, something that I definitely do. Well, I do at the moment with Burnley players and if Blackburn players are in there as well. I'd definitely be all over those. But just quickly going over the results. I beat Jack somehow. Don't know how I've done it. Absolute fluke, but we'll take the away City. win and run. It's got to be City asset, surely. 
And Matt, less said about your result against Dave, the better. <laughs> Absolutely shellacking there from Scotland. Wow. I, can't believe, I can't believe how low my score was this week. Didn't wow. notice that. Wasn't that, the fe- wasn't that the feature game last well, last week? It as was. Well? It was. We agreed that was going to be the uh, the one to watch. Yeah. I, think, I, think yeah. we, I think we all agreed that Dave was going to win it as well, but not by that many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a poor, too much in my defence. Wow. Did somebody say uh, Man United uh, nine, Southampton nil. That's basically the equivalent, I'd say. Um, <laughs> in path. terms of uh, the Maclads against Rolando, one point win for the Maclads, so a decent home win there. Ooh. And Elliot, you got a win over James. We'll just quickly touch on the fixtures and then we'll close up the podcast this week. Rolando plays against Jack, Statman Dave against Elliot. We've got myself against James Gasden and Matt against Nathan. So that is the draft section all done and dusted for this week. And that will close off the podcast for this week. You know, decent one again, previewing game week 28. Um, pretty decent game week coming up to follow. But we'll have to see how we go this week. Um, Jack, I'll go to you for this one though. Do you reckon you can raise the bat this week once again, go back to back? I'm, f- I'm feeling it, lads. I think I'm. I think I'm in for a good, another good week, and then um, yeah. So I, I reckon, uh, yeah, high, high score from me. The seventies would would be nice, as you'd reckon. But surely you got to aim higher than that. Go for that 100 point barrier. But thanks for tuning in again live to the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fancy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. Hopefully, all your FPL dreams come true this week, and we'll see you next week for the podcast. Take care. One thing, everyone. <laughs>